Welcome to episode 13 of the Chewy On Your Boot podcast. A great AFL moment there. 2009, Anzac Day, David Zaharakis winning goal. Classic bit of commentary, wasn't it, Benny? Absolutely. How are you, mate? Episode 13? Very well, thank you. It's uh, good to be back. Yeah, it certainly is. All right, so obviously the trade period finished up last Wednesday and that's pretty much Tuesday and Wednesday. That's pretty much when every single trade happened, so yep. let's get stuck into it. Yep. All right. The first one on Tuesday was a good one for my Hawks. Jonathan Patton to the Hawks, and all we gave up was a future forefront selection. Yeah, no. Was that a trade or free agent? No, it was a trade. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he'll be a good pick-up for the Hawks, um, as long as he can stay fit. Yeah, yeah. But Hawthorne seemed to have a good history with getting players who have been injury-prone to play... Or not for, that good. Yeah, to play... A long footy for a long time. Yeah, exactly right. So that's a that's a good pick up for us. And second time in two years that GWS have just pretty much given us a, a former number one draft pick. Yeah, which is bizarre, but yeah. we'll take it. They must have a pretty strong relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next trade on the same day was Melbourne and just a bit of a pick swap. Just yeah, to, it's a bit odd actually. Um, the Roos swapped their pick uh, eight. Pick eight for a second round pick this year, number 26, and um, pick number 50. As well as their future first round selection. So North Melbourne will win that trade because they give up their first round pick this year, but they get Melbourne's next next year and a, a pretty decent pick in 26 yeah. this year. So. It just depends where Melbourne finish. So. Yeah, exactly right. So... I think North Melbourne will win that trade, but it's just a pick swap, not much to see there. Um, the next one was Sam Jacobs to the Giants, which was supposed to happen yeah. very early on, but just got dragged out for well, no real reason. He was a free agent, but they chose yeah. to trade him. Because I think they got better... They weren't going to get much compensation, so I think the trade was better off for Adelaide. Yeah. They still only received a future fourth-round selection, which is... Yeah. I mean, it's not G- much for... Giants, a, definitely the winners there. So someone who's been... A very, very good ruckman for a long period of time. Exactly. So, yeah. and it feels a feels a hole that they probably Mumford's yeah. towards the end. Well, he retired. He'll he, retire he'll, next year. I would yeah. have thought. But, so, um, what did they say? You can't have a sausage without sauce. Yeah. Well, it's a good reference for all those who know. Yeah. If you um, won't get it, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> um, the next one, Billy Frampton from Adelaide to Port Adelaide. He's a like I don't think he's played a game actually, and he's a fringe player. He certainly is, but he, he has played a game. He has, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, a future forefront selection. So plenty of future forefront has been thrown yeah. around, which probably says sh- a lot about the player. Exactly right, but I mean, Frampton probably be good for Adelaide, a backup ruckman. Yeah, good to have that stability in your lineup. Um, I think he's a forward. Oh, well, they said he's a ruckman though. Oh. Can play, can play um, both utility. Mate. Yeah, you don't hear that too too often. Players in swapping clubs in the in the same in the city. same state. Yeah. So um, moving on, this was the big one. Well, one of the big ones. Yeah, it certainly was. Dougal Howard and Paddy Ryder to Port, and Port receive picks number twelve and eighteen. Yep, and uh, well, and a future third. So round. St Kilda got those two players, but they also got pick ten. So yeah, from my point of view, they win that trade yeah. by a very big margin. 
Interesting from Port. They've two, given up two pretty good players. They didn't really need a throw. And all they get back is two first-rounders, which, yes, it's good, but they're late first-rounders, and you've also given up your first-rounder, which was a better pick than the ones you've received. But anyway, so that that would be great for St Kilda. Um, obviously, they've had a great trade period, which yeah. I'm sure we'll get onto a bit yeah. later. But, yeah, Saints win that one. Um, the next one, Hugh Greenwood to the Gold Coast, which was... They'd spoken about that for a while, which it was always going to happen. Adelaide received a future third rounder and a future fourth rounder. So, I mean, he's a good, solid player, and he'll yeah, be great for the Gold Coast. Consistent. He's played in a grand final. Um, big game experience. Yeah. So he'll be good for the culture and to try and instill well, he, a bit of. Um, he probably slides into their top five or six best players already. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. so yeah, that shows that he'll be great for them and. Yep. Yet again, Adelaide probably lose a trade. Yep. Collingwood boosting their ruck stocks with Darcy Cameron. Yep. Uh, Sydney received a third round pick for that. No, pick number 56. While Collingwood also got a uh, fourth rounder, number 62. Yeah, it's a bit odd this one. The big ruckman who's barely played a game requesting yeah. a trade to a big Melbourne club like this. But um, yeah, obviously wasn't getting any time at the Swan. So. Well, must. We, they must know something. Collingwood must know something that we don't. Yeah, exactly right. Um, the next one, just another pick swap. It was Sydney traded pick 54 and pick 63 for pick 48, which was supposed to be helping them in picking up Joe Danaher, I believe, which never turned out happening. So Never eventuated? No. So, yeah, that, not much to see there. Zach Smith went back to his original club, yep. Gold Coast. Yep. He was one of the uh, Foundation originals. Foundation Um. So Geelong receiving pick number 58 for that. and yep. um, yeah, Which leads us on to Jack Stephen who went to Geelong and St Kilda received that pick number 58 from Geelong. So the question must be raised, is Jack Stephen the same or very similar player to Zach Smith because uh, they've been traded for the same pick? Don't think so. Not, not, not at all. So it just shows how... Easily some clubs do give up players and how some some are just not worth. Yeah. Or, yeah. Stephen wanted to go last yeah. year, I think. It's a bit of a... He's a very good player player. when he's on. Yes, he is. But um, missed a lot of footy this yeah. year. Obviously, Probably. due to mental health, which yeah. we we hate yeah. seeing that and yeah. we, we hope he recovers. We wish him all the best. We certainly do. Um, and I'm fairly sure he'll turn in. He'll, he'll serve the Cats very well. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting couple there. And then Lewis Taylor. Former NAB Rising star winner. Yep. He went to the Swans for just pick 48, which is quite low for a former NAB Rising yep. star winner. So Swans probably win that trade. Yeah. And he'll be good for them. He'll slide into their best 22 and just play off that halfback win. Yeah. And he'll be good, I think. Yep. And Callum Archie, a former top 10 pick. Yeah. He went down the highway, or up the highway. To the Lions. I don't, I'm not going to get into that because I'm not actually sure. <laughs> um, and Gold Coast received a future second rounder and a future fourth rounder yeah. for someone that was a, was a top ten Brisbane pick. win this trade by yeah. the length of the Flemington Strait. <laughs> but like, length of the highway between Brisbane and yeah. Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but he, he'll be... Brisbane will turn him into a gun. Yeah, I think... He's going to be good for their young culture... Another good young player that'll kick goals. Yeah. And I don't think he played a lot of footy this year, but no. you can you see a lot. Oh, the foundation's there, so yeah, you see a lot of players that leave Gold Coast and play their best footy somewhere else. I mean, Gold Coast were pretty, pretty brutal this trade period in not 
just giving up their players that wanted to leave yeah, easily. So Jack but, Martin. But this this wasn't that yeah. case. So yeah. Um, the next one, probably the biggest trade yeah. besides Tim Kelly. Yeah. St Kilda received Bradley Hill and a future third round selection and Frio. They received Blake Akers, a fringe St Kilda player. Pick 10, pick 58, a future second rounder and a future fourth rounder. So That's a lot. But it's all happening St. in that Kilda trade. Won but, the trade I would have thought. Well, yeah. We'll see and what happens in the next few years. Obviously, Port helped, helped out St yep. Kilda there with pick number 10. Yep. Um, but look, he requested a trade a long, a long time ago, Bradley. Yeah. And... The Saints, the Saints finally got it done, so I think he'll be good for them. He's an he's an elite wingman now. Yeah, like he he was averaging twenty five plus this year, so yeah, I think he'll be really good for the Saints. Credit credit to the Saints for sticking to their guns and getting yep. him, and also credit credit to Frio. They've respected Hill's wishes. Yeah, and they've got some good picks out of it, yep. and a a nice Blake because he'll he'll yep. probably slot into their best yep. twenty two. Like, he's not that good, but he's just yeah, one of those consistent performers. So. Yeah. And then one of your Hawks boys, Mark yep. Pitney, hasn't played a lot of footy for the Hawks. No. He's, he's gone to the Blues, boosting their ruck stocks. Um, and Hawthorne have received a third-round draft pick, pick number 54, and a fourth-rounder, pick number 63. Look, he's played seven games AFL. Yeah, uh, it's not a massive loss for the Hawks, and honestly, I don't think he'll even really play much at yeah. Carlton behind Cruiser and Harry Mackay. Yeah, so not a massive loss for us, but a good, good backup yeah. ruck for them nonetheless. And Blues also received pick number sixty-one out yeah. of that one, and then Andrew Phillips, Carlton traded their backup ruckman. A lot to... of ruckman getting thrown around yeah. this trade period. Um, Phillips went to the Bombers. Essen received him and two fourth-round picks, 61 and 72, and Carlton received pick 57 and pick number 70. So, look, it's a bit of an interesting one, that, that one. I don't think there'll be any clear winner out of it because yeah. Phillips is not going to be a gun of the competition and they're not getting that good of picks, Carlton, so, yeah. There was an interesting stat, something like the first trade between yes. these two clubs in 16, 16 years. 16 years, yeah, so the old rivals, they, yeah. they didn't want to deal with each other. <laughs> It's almost test out of the week, but yeah. it's not. No, it's not quite. And then next one, Josh Bruce. Interestingly, I think, he's gone to the Dogs from St Kilda. And St Kilda have received pick number 32 and pick number 51. Well, it was kind of just like, like, why did you want to leave, yeah. Josh? <laughs> there was no real reason, but yeah, the Bulldogs have done very well to get him just out of nothing, really. Yeah. So, <clears throat> only giving up pick 32 and 51. Put a pretty good... Case forward, but well, it's interesting from the Bulldogs as well. They have got a pretty good young forward Shaky. line in Shaky Norton, yeah, Billy Gowers. He's another key forward, yeah. but he is one of the best contested marking um, players in the yeah. comp. And you put him alongside Aaron Norton, yeah, they're going to be taking contested grabs left, right, and centre. I would have yep. thought. And um, oh, yep. sorry, mate. No, they, they also picked up Alex Keith from the Crows within about twenty minutes yep. of each other. So. Adelaide received pick 45 and a future second rounder, which is probably not good enough for their best defender. And he just he developed out of sight this yep. this season. He's going to be great for the Coming doggies. from a cricket background, yep. pretty good story. He's um, got smacked by Sean Mark <laughs> yeah. in, that, in that BBL um, final all yeah. those He's years come ago. a long way. He certainly Alex, has. But the Bulldogs <clears throat> also bettering their defensive end. As well, well, they've just they've got a key forward... And a key backman, 
They're going to be really good next yeah. year from on paper. Um, their midfield is absolutely hitting their straps at the right time yeah. and they're going to be very dangerous, I would yeah. have thought. Um, the next one, Tommy Cutler from the Lions went to the Bombers um, just for picks for 72 in a future third rounder. He's... I think he played 60-odd games in yeah. eight years of the Lions. He's a good, solid... He's, he's a big-bodied midfielder. I think he's got a lot of upside. Yeah. Like they've... Um, I mean, he, obviously this year, I don't think he played a game. Starved for opportunities with their season they had. Yeah, I think he... Like, he's shown a, a bit of promise yeah. over those eight years. Just hasn't managed to um, consolidate a spot in their best 22. Yeah, well, when you think about it, Essendon got a fairly serviceable midfield Yeah. with, you know, Heppel, Merritt... Shield, yeah. so it might be tough for him to break in there, but we'll, we'll see. see what, he, yeah, we'll he see might happens. play his better, best footy. Yeah, well, I mean, back him. back in Melbourne, yeah. it, it seems to happen. So, yeah. Zach Jones, another one for St Kilda, and Sydney received pick number thirty-two from that Bruce trade. Yep, uh, pick number seventy-six and a future third rounder, which was tied to Fremantle. Yeah, so look. And St Kilda also receiving pick number fifty. He'll fit nicely with Bradley Hill. Yep, couple of good those wings. Couple of good runners. Or can so, play halfback as well. Yeah, so he's a good utility. He can play anywhere, and he's fiery, which is probably something that the Saints need. They don't have very many players like that, so I think he'll be good for them. Yep. Another another good trade for the Saints, and then Saints also picked up Dan Butler, which was a bit, I don't know, just. Bit of a nothing trade, but he'll yeah. be good for him because premiership player. Yeah, this the Tigers don't lose much. They they only pick up pick fifty six, but they won't be too worried about that. Yeah. He'll be a good good little forward for him. Yeah, I liken it to Sam Lloyd last year. Yep. He couldn't really crack into Richmond's best twenty two. Went across to the doggies. Well, he had a great played every year. game. Had a career best season. I think he kicked their most goals, yep. didn't he? So um, Butler, I'm I reckon he could replicate that. Yeah, definitely. Then. Jenkins getting sort of a bit of a last-minute lifeline. I mean, I'm sure he would have been picked up if he hadn't got picked up in the trade period. But yeah. Geelong, they boosted up their Ford stocks. Um, and Adelaide received pick number 37. Well, from all reports, this was Paddy Dangerfield's doing, yeah. but I reckon they would have had him on their radar from the start. Yeah, they just didn't... Had other things to get yeah, done. exactly right. So, no, it'll be good for them. I mean, he's a bit of a... He's a good player, but I don't think Adelaide will be... Yep. Too disappointed for losing him. Um, the next one, second last one, Aiden Bonner, fringe young player from yeah, the Giants. Got went a lot to, of promise, I think. Yeah, went to the um, Ruse, which was their only trade that they received, wasn't it? For the, yeah. for the trade period. So Definitely the only player. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, he'll be a good... He'll slot into their, their team pretty easily, I would have yep. thought. And he'll be quite good, I think. They're, from all reports, he's a young gun, so... Yep. Yeah, um, and Giants received a future third rounder for yeah, him, which is not much considering the upside that they say he's got. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're trying to just free up a bit of salary cap space because yep. they've got some big re-signings well, this do, year they? coming with um, Whitfield and Cameron. They'll be wanting to keep those two. So I mean, they're using they're losing a good young player, but I don't think they'll be too disappointed. Yeah. And then the last trade of the trade period, James Aish, he's gone to Frio. Yep. Came sort of came out of nowhere, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really did up. actually. Um, Collingwood received futures a future second rounder and a future fourth rounder. They were both tied to St Kilda. 
And Freo also received pick number 69. Yeah, a bit of a nothing trade, but Ash gets to continue his career at a smaller club that yep. he'll probably... He'll probably do quite well yeah. up there. And so. him and yeah, him and Acres on the wings. Yeah, um, I mean they've lost they've lost their best player. They've lost their second best two player. best runners in yeah. Hill and Langdon. Yeah, um, but they've picked up two other wingers. I think wow. or Acres a backline. I don't know, but <laughs> I think he had a pretty good relationship with Justin Longmuir. Yeah, who's, who's now the coach of Frio. Yeah, well he'll. So I think he would have played quite a role in that. No, but it's a good. Good little trade for the yeah. Dockers, and obviously yeah. he started his career at Brisbane. Yep, um, played in a grand final for the Pies, so he's served them pretty well. Yeah, so that wraps up the trade period. Yep, um, that's it yeah. for this year. We'll be back next year with. So it was an exciting time yeah. here, and we love it. So, all right, we'll get into the Sheffield Shield round two started last Thursday, I believe, and New South Wales and the Tasmanian Tigers kicked it off with New South Wales. Eight wicket win, pretty comfortable by them. Yeah, they had some stars. Yep, they again. certainly did. Um, well, in saying that, Steve Smith got a duck in the first innings, didn't he? Yes. Oh no, no, he made a hundred. No, oh, no, he made two in the second innings. Sorry. Yeah, but he made a hundred in the first one. Um, so did Moses Enriquez. So they were three hundred and sixty-four, and then. They bowled Tazzy out in their second inning for 140, which has probably set up the game. Only only 40 from Matty Wade was any notable score there. And then, yeah, New South Wales chased down the 46 required, only two down. So, yeah, a bit of a nothing game. But um, Stark getting back into form. He yep. took 10 for the match, I believe. Yep, he did. Um, it's interesting, Matty Wade, he is in the test team currently. Yeah. The but incompetent he, number six. Yep. <laughs> he probably has a bit to do, I think. He's he does, because there's players around and him. And I think he made, that, he made that 100 in the first test of the Ashes, but apart from that, he didn't do too much. So he, he hit be... another 100, but it was a bit of a... That was in the last game, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he probably... There's still two more Shield games for him to go before the first test of the summer, so yep. if he can knock out at least a couple of 50s and... Maybe a hundred. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. Tassie, so, you've got a few young bowlers there that I haven't heard too much about. Well, Riley Meredith. Yeah, he's probably one to watch. I think he's very good. Um, but Lawrence Neil Smith and Alex Pycroft. Yeah. Um, um, well, Meredith took five for in the first innings yeah. and didn't bowl in the second because there was probably no point. So yeah. he's had a good game, and Shane Warne loves him, doesn't he? Yeah. He thinks he should be in the Test team already. He, which should, is, he thinks he should be playing all. Well, it's a bit ridiculous considering the bowling attack we've got. Yeah, we've it's really good. We've got a lot of backup bowlers. Um, we've got Jai Richardson, who's well, he's taking wickets. Yeah, and he? he's um, not really even in the Test team. No, he's not at all. I mean, he probably would have been in that Ashes squad if he yeah, if he ever didn't get didn't injured. Get injured. Yeah. But so yeah, New, Sa- New South Wales go two and zero in their start to the Shield yep. season and a pretty comfortable win over the Tigers. Yep. All right, the next one, South Australia and Queensland. South Australia batted first and were all out 221. Um, Tom Andrews backed up from the last game with 78, yep. and so did Tom Cooper with 69. So they were the only real scorers. And our vice, our test vice captain in Travis Head made a 25-bowl duck, which is worrying times. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think he's good enough to be in our team anymore. 
No. Well, you've got uh, Pukowski hitting runs. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a couple of others. Even Nick Madsen's hitting runs, but I don't think he'll be considered. No. But yeah. Um, Queensland, their first innings were all at 264, with Charlie Humphrey making 64, and Bryce Street, the debutant, yeah. he made 345 in the seconds a couple of weeks ago, and they put him straight in, yeah. and pretty good story. Half century on debut, so that's a great effort yep, by him. He justified his selection. He certainly did. And then, I mean, low-scoring match this one, South Australia 192 in their second innings, no real run scorers. Chad Sayers down the bottom with 42, but that was about it. Yeah, I mean, you've got your most senior batsmen in Head and Kerry who haven't really done much yep. for this Well, game, Tom so. Cooper, but yeah. Yep. And then Queensland chased down the 150 required six down with Labuschagne continuing his, continuing his good form from yep. the Ashes guiding with 72 them, not out. Guiding them to the win. Yeah, so fairly comfortable from Queensland. Um, South Australia were quite poor with the bat, and yeah, yep. And there's still a game. Yep, as we uh, speak, going on. Um, Victoria and WA. WA should win this one yep. comfortably. I would have thought the Vicks batted first, three hundred forty-one, which is a good score. Yep. Um, Marcus Harris sixty-nine and Bukowski sixty-four, as well as Sammy Harper, the wicketkeeper, with seventy-two. So yep. a fairly solid first innings, but. WA came out and whacked 519 for nine declared with Sean Marsh, 214, which is yep. an incredible Sh- innings. Sean Marsh loves this time of the year. He Test does. spots are up for grabs. Yeah. The shield's on. He just seems to score runs for fun. He always gives the selectors something to think about, yep, but sure then he, he gets in the team and it's not I quite mean, the same story. Every time he gets dropped from the Test team, they say he's played his last Test. Yeah, I, I think, think they've said that about four times. Yeah, I know. Um... I can't see him getting back in there. No. Unless he scores if another If he scores pick. two more hundreds, yep. perhaps, but yeah. And currently the Vicks are 5 or 127 with Maxwell, um, 42 not out, just yep. holding us together. Yeah, needing to bat out about a session and a half. Yep. So. Yeah, unlikely for the Vicks yep. to not lose that game. So yeah, that's the Shield wrap-up. And the WBBL started on Friday, didn't it, Benny? So that was did. an exciting weekend of cricket. Yeah, it was. It was good. Elise Perry in the first game. Yep. Um, her sixes. Eighty not out. Yep. Guiding her sixes to a win against the Thunder. Sixes scored six for hundred and ninety-two for their from their twenty overs. Yep. And the Thunder in reply nine for hundred and forty-three. So they were well off. Yep. Um, debutant in this game. Phoebe Litchfield, yep. she went well. We'll speak about that later. Yeah, we will. Um, and then the second game, the Stars lost to the Hurricanes yep. in at a Junction Oval. Yep. Um, the Hurricanes, 5 for 164. And the Stars, 9 for 144. So pretty comfortable from the Hurricanes. Um, the Strikers in the second game in Adelaide, they were... Um, the Renegades batted first, sorry, 7 for 117, and then the Strikers chased it down fairly comfortably with five overs in hand, only four down, so a good win by then, them. Um, Brisbane Heat then absolutely smashed the Sixers, with the yep. Sixers being bowled out for 73 while they were chasing 165. 
Um, yeah, we watched a bit of that, and yep. that was comprehensive from the heat. The yep. young debutant from New Zealand. Yeah, Millie, leggy. Millie Kerr. Wasn't yeah, it? she was. She took three wickets in an over and was on a hat trick, and yep. the hat trick bowl missed by a millimeters. Not much at all. Shaved the coat. Yeah, so a good win from the heat there. Yep, and then the Stars and the Hurricanes again. The Hurricanes winning. Yep. Similar to the first game they yep. played. Yep. Um, a bit, much closer. Well, no, not really. Um, <laughs> they've won by five wickets. Uh, the scores are close, but yeah, but that's because they batted yeah, second. Yeah, they've um, done that with eight balls to spare. Yeah. Um, the Sydney Thunder got over the heat yesterday in a good win from them, chasing down 150. And then the last game yesterday, the Renegades got up just in a bit of a close one yep. over the heat. Um, Chased, Danny chased down 152 yeah. with an over the spare. Danny White guarding them home, I, th- I believe. Yep. Um, 61, 61, so yeah. So, yep, the WBBL started. Good to have yep. cricket back on yeah. our screens. It's, yeah, it's on free-to-air, the WBBL, or some of those games are, so that's yep. good for women's cricket. And our stat of the week comes from this round of WBBL. Yep. Sponsored by Miss Bunberg, yep. of course. <laughs> um, Phoebe Litchfield, as we mentioned before, she's a 16 years of age. Yep. She debuted in the... On Friday night. On the, in the first game. And then yesterday, she became the youngest player ever in BBL and WBBL history to score a 50. Yep, so it's a pretty incredible story, really. A 16-year-old making this sort of impact in their first two games. She came out in her first game, whacked 20 with some... Fairly good shots, and then yesterday was just that was an incredible inning. Yep. She's got a in- very good technique, and yeah, one for the future. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it won't be the first time you're hearing her name. I wouldn't have yeah, thought. Yeah, so I was pretty impressive stuff from a a 16 year old to come into a elite environment yep. like that and look so comfortable. Yep. So then back to school today. Yeah, it's a bit bit of a tricky dynamic, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? But um, yeah, that's our side of the week. Yep, and now we've got Riley's roast. Yeah, my roast. Goes back to the trade period a bit, and it's sort of the Joe Han- Joe Danaher sort of debacle, as I might call it. Um, his manager came out and said pretty much that it would happen; he would get to the Swans, and it just sat in limbo for eight days, and nothing happened. So he would feel a bit hard done by from his manager, from the Swans, who said they'd get it done, yep. and. Also from Essendon, who played such hardball when he'd requested a trade. So I think it was just a poorly organised deal, and that obviously never eventuated. So, yeah, yeah, I think that could have been handled a bit better. Our mate Damien Barrett has said that... uh, Our mate. Our mate, yep, fan of the show. (laughs) He should go to the Giants after the way the Swans have handled that. Yeah, well, he was adamant he should go to Sydney, just not the Swans. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my roast, and... Ben's Blast. Yep. So a bit of a rugby theme. We had the rugby over the weekend. Australia losing. The Rugby World Cup yep. is going on, as yep. we speak. And Australia losing to... Um, England. England in the quarterfinal. As, as Jimmy Fear has let me know. Yep. <laughs> um, and anyway, my blast goes to the coach. Michael, former coach. Former coach, that's right. Michael Checker. He just seems to... Hasn't handled himself very well throughout this... Uh, post-World Cup, I suppose. He stepped down, but his press conferences, they always just he's always complaining about something. His it's over, never his fault that they lose. Yeah, his overall persona and demeanour is just negative, and it's 
it's always directed at the umpires or yeah, it's just a poor look for a yeah. Australian sport and Australian rugby especially and he he came out and quit yesterday yeah. so um and obviously yeah, obviously hasn't his coaching style hasn't fared too well for Australia, a team that's um played in a World Cup final in the last World Cup yeah. and they've gone out in the quarterfinals so not great from Mick and um yeah. Yeah, look, he probably won't have too much to do with Australian rugby, nope. I wouldn't have thought. So, yeah, all right. Now everyone's favourite segment, yeah. uh, viewer questions. We'll get into the first one. It is back. We unfortunately forgot last week, yeah. but anyway. Uh, the first one from Lockie Field, great friend of the show. Yep. Um, who has had the best trade period and the worst? Well, I think St Kilda have had the best by Definitely. a long way. And then probably the Bulldogs. Yeah, but yeah, St Kilda getting five players in is pretty hard to go past. Yep. Geelong have, even though they lost Kelly, they've still done pretty well. And the worst, oh, Adelaide and Carlton. Yeah, Adelaide because they lost so many players, and Carlton because they couldn't get Papley. We haven't t- touched on that actually. No, they couldn't get Papley and Martin done, two players that were requested a trade to their club. Yeah, which is, it's disappointing for Blues fans what? because. They would have been getting pretty excited. Papley's a good player, well, as well as Martin. With the the small forward brigade they were supposed to be um, getting, and they only got one of them yeah. who's 34 were, years old yeah. and about to retire. So. And they were interested in Butler, but he chose St yeah. Kilda. So. so, yeah, it's a bit disappointing from the Blues. So I'd almost say they had the worst trade yeah. period. Uh, good question, Lockie. Yep. Harry Bright, great friend of the show. <laughs> he certainly is. Expectations for St Kilda in 2020. Well... Brighty, you'll be happy to hear this. I am fairly bullish with St Kilda. I think they're going to play finals. Well, they're well and truly on the up. Yep. There's no doubt about that. And it's just whether or not um, these players have an immediate impact. Yep. But, like, they're all pretty much all... Yeah, they are. They're all yep. um, mature enough. And then it's not like they're all 20. So, yep. yeah, I think they will have an immediate impact and I'd, I'd expect them to I play mean, finals yeah. as well. It is... It is all good to get those players and stuff, but the first few weeks of the season will be very important for them. Yeah. Um, Tani Nelson, he says, Australia's close game against England, obviously referring to the rugby... With a little kiss emoji. Quarter- Thanks yeah. for that, Tani. Yeah, well, he's obviously... He's, um, uh, Tani, I'll put this out to you. Do you support Scotland? Do you support or New Zealand? I imagine you don't support Australia, based I'll on this I'd question. probably go to New Zealand. Yeah, well, so he's a great fan of rugby, and yep. yeah, unfortunately Australia were comprehensively beaten by the Poms, but yep. look, we'll move on. Yep. Uh, Harry Bright again, who cost too much, and who was the biggest steal of the trade period? It's a great, great question. Yeah. Um, cost too much? I'd say, I'd say... Look, I don't know, because... Not many really did cost much. Kelly cost the Eagles a lot. Yeah, so did Hill. Hill cost a lot of picks. I'd say the biggest steal was definitely Jack Stephen or Patton. Yeah, Jack Stephen, because he's yeah. a gun. Yeah. He's a genuine gun. So A-grade midfielder. Um, some very good questions there, Brody. Um, Henry Bench, he's got two. Will St Kilda make finals in 2020? I imagine he... Yeah, he said 2029. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll... He wouldn't be looking that far ahead, I wouldn't yeah, have thought. Um, yeah, as we said, probably think they will. And his other one is, which new, which new player was the Saints' best? Well, pretty good question, but I think it's Bradley Hill by well, quite a bit. He's the best player right now. Dougal Howard will probably develop into a very good player. 
He has the potential to be one of the best defenders yeah. in the comp. So probably, probably Hill. Good question, Andy. Yep. Angus Harms, another great fan of the show. Um, who? What was the best trade of the trade period? Good question. Um, I don't know. Perhaps. Well, if you look at it from this point of view, the story from the story side of things, bets back to Carlton. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but best trade in terms of a club picking up. In terms of value, yeah. Tim Kelly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, good question, Angus. Yeah. Jimmy Fear, he says, what do you think about the state of Australian rugby? Well, I think we've said enough about this. Yeah. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Australian sport, we're not going too well. So. No, nah, well, rugby's not my forte rugby, by yeah, any stretch. No. And we're not going too well, so I'm well, probably not going to be watching yeah, well, too much more. We like to see Australian sporting teams doing well, and they're not one of the teams doing well. So no. we'll focus more on the uh, the Southern Stars. and Yeah. Yep. Uh, Fletcher Bright, who do you think had the best trade period? We touched on that one. Yeah, Saints, good question though, Fletch. And the last one, Toby Adamson, very good question. Yep. Who won the Bradley Hill trade? We've obviously spoken about Bradley Hill a lot, but it's a good good question. And look, I think the Saints will based on immediate impact. Yep. I mean, the Freire got a lot of picks and whatnot, but yeah, I think the Saints will really benefit from it. Yep. So yeah, sure. good question though, Toby. Very good. Um, look, that's all we got time for, I reckon, on episode 13, Benny. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been a bit of a long one, but yeah. got to cover all the trade period, bit of cricket, and yep. yeah, it's good. We'll hopefully look to get a guest on the next yep. few we're, weeks. We're developing a couple of... We're working. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you've got any suggestions, send them in. Yeah. We uh, value your opinions very highly. Certainly yep. do. All right, see you next week.